Welcome to episode 35 of the Self-Care 101 podcast with your host, Pooja K. McClymont. Thank you so much for listening today. Before we get into this episode, I want to share with you something that I've been working on for quite a while. For the past year, I've been wanting to offer you a program that is affordable, effective and available to you all the time because, quite frankly, you never know when you'll need the support. I've created the Confidence Club, which launches this week. It's a club for go-getters who want to up-level their work and personal lives. The focus of the program is to build self-esteem and self-belief so that you can build self-confidence to pursue your goals. It's only £20 a month for founding members. There's a private Facebook group where we will inspire, support and motivate each other. A weekly Facebook Live Q&A with me for bespoke guidance. I'll be sharing tools and resources to help you move towards your goals. And we'll have special guests to further support your self-development journey. Bonuses include a monthly group coaching session for up to 10 people where you can really get to the core of any challenges you're facing, as well as monthly online retreats to help with de-stressing and refocusing. If this sounds right up your street, head over to my website, franklycoaching.com and make sure you sign up before Sunday to get the £20 a month. Now, on to today's show. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how to identify your opportunities for growth, specifically how you can use any self-reflection you've done during lockdown as an opportunity for growth. I'll be exploring how to maintain good mental well-being and growth as we start our phase return to the new normal. How can we thrive? How do we process new anxiety of going back? What can we take with us into this new phase? So to begin with, I want to talk about people falling into two camps because I want this show to be clear that I'm talking to a specific set of people. I won't be able to talk to everybody. So for now, let's look at the two camps. Now, the first camp are those people who are willing to learn from their experiences. The second camp are not. So this episode is for those who are in camp one, those who are willing to learn from their experiences. Now, during lockdown, some of us have taken the time to self-reflect. Now, we could have learned a lot of things about ourselves during this time, our habits, our routine, our thoughts, mindset, wants, likes, dislikes. Essentially, we've had the opportunity to learn about ourselves. Now, if you haven't done any self-reflection so far during lockdown, all is not lost because right now the government is talking about a phased return back to work. Companies are getting their, their ducks in a row trying to get us ready. And the new normal essentially looks different for different people. So, For us who are willing to self-reflect and learn about ourselves, the opportunity for growth here is to create a new normal. If you know that before all of this drama with the pandemic happened, that you were not happy, you weren't thriving, you weren't feeling good about yourself for whatever reasons, then this is your opportunity for growth. This is your opportunity for change. Now, this doesn't mean massive changes. Unless you've got the space in your life to create massive changes, this is, I'm talking about the tiniest of details, like having a routine in the morning. 
Now, I know some people have really struggled to get a routine whilst in lockdown because you're at home all the time. And if that's not your normal, it's going to take its toll. It's very difficult to get into the swing of things. Now, we talk about forming a habit takes 21 days. Now, it takes 21 days to form a habit, but in order to form that habit, you have to consistently do the same thing every single day for 21 days for it to stick. Now, further to that, if you want it to really stick, it takes 180 days to change a neural pathway. And essentially, that's the goal, to sustain a new habit for the long term. I know that sounds really quite dramatic and possibly scary to achieve considering you might not just want to change one thing about your life, you might want to change a number of things. But understanding that there are some smaller things you can do is the key to help you grow during this time. Now, I want to talk about very, very simple things here. And routine is probably the best and most important of those things. Now, I know growing up, I hated routine and I'm quite a wishy-washy person in terms of routine. (laughs) My routine is very, very basic in the morning. And the most important part of my routine is to wake up before the rest of the house wakes up. If I do that, I get at least half an hour to an hour just for myself. Now, don't get me wrong. I do not change the world in that hour. But what I do is I give time to myself to check in with myself, check in with my emotions, check in with my physical body, make a plan or an intention for the day, what I want to achieve. And I use it as a marker from the day before. So I don't look at the last few years. I only ever use the morning to reflect on the day before. By giving this time to myself, I am really able to keep my mental health in check. Some of you may know that I had depression. Now, my depression was super debilitating because I got to the point of suicide. So I was able to get there and obviously it didn't work. So I'm here today telling this story. But for me, taking myself to that point, I realize that I know that this depression is not just going away. It hasn't gone away. Life is always going to perpetuate it. And I've got to be, I guess, strong and resilient within myself. This is what works for me. This is not what I'm telling you to do. Mental health is a very serious issue. It should be dealt with with a counselor. But for me, because I'm able to manage my depression without medication, I have to do the things that work for me. Now, the thing that works for me best is having this hour, half an hour to an hour every single morning just for myself. And no matter which country I am in, no matter what I am doing with my life, I make sure I get that hour in. I remember on my retreat last year in Spain, I was sharing a villa with two of my colleagues who were um, teachers in the retreat. And I would wake up like an hour before they would. And whenever they saw me, they're like, why are you up? Is it time to get up? I'm like, no, no, no. I just need this time for myself first. And I let them know beforehand, look, I'm going to get up at six o'clock every morning because I need that before I give myself to everybody in the day. Because when I was going through depression, what I learned through my counseling was that I just gave myself without leaving anything for me. 
That's what I did. That's what caused me to fall. I couldn't understand how to give to myself. I didn't understand what that meant. Now I do. I make it a point, a prominent point in my life to make sure that that happens every single day without fail. So if you can find a way of creating some time for yourself in the morning to do this check-in, I promise you it's going to be so invaluable for your mental well-being for the future. It takes a little while to get into the habit, I get that, but give it that time. It deserves the time. You also need the time to try different ways of doing it. Does it include a coffee? Does it include meditation? Does it include you going for a run? Does it include you going for a walk? Whatever works for you, give it a try. Some of us have still got some time before we go back to work, so it's a good opportunity to try a few different things that are realistic. Now, Getting to half an hour or an hour is essentially an ideal. So start small, start with 15 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes and work your way up from there. Because if you do that, you're less likely to fail. And I say fail in inverted commas and failure is fine because so long as you learn from failure, you haven't quit. Quitting's not okay. And try something else, okay? give it a go. Because this is something that will be super helpful when you go back to work. Now, if you're somebody who commutes and goes to an office and you've got lots of people, lots of drama, plus all the pandemic stuff, it's going to be a stressful start to your day, no matter what which day you start to go back to work. So this is a way of managing your stress levels before that day begins. Something I shared with my group coaching clients this week was only focus on that which you can control. And I've said this quite a lot. I've also said it to a couple of my clients who struggle with anxiety, that you've got to get to being used to only focusing on what you can control. Now, just like you, I am super confused with what the government has said about going back to normal life. And I say that in inverted commas too. I've got a four-year-old. The nursery asked me the other day, will you be sending your child back to nursery on the 1st of June? And my answer was no. I need to know what you're doing to keep my child safe before I can say yes or no to that. People don't seem to be knowing what to do exactly. My husband's company is doing everything they can to prepare And to be honest, they've been doing it for quite a while. So they're in a better position. It's less stressful, to be honest. I can see that with him. But every company is going to do different things. Going back to, I don't know, going to the shops or seeing family and friends. How do we be? There's so many questions, so much elusiveness surrounding going back that it's going to bring up things that are going to exacerbate our mental well-being, understandably. So... If you can create some time for yourself in the morning, just to check in with yourself, to check in with the thoughts that are going through your mind. I wake up in the morning with a hundred million thoughts and I have to stop and focus in on what I need for today, what I want to achieve for today, what I can control. Because the things that we can't control, we're giving too much of ourselves to those things and no one's going to win. You're not going to win and neither am I. To be careful of that. Now, with regards to your mental well-being with, when you're going back to work, I think 
the first place to start looking is if you have done some reflection work, or you could do this now after listening to this podcast, where do you need to enhance your boundaries? Where might you need to manage stress better? And how can you cope with your anxiety better? Now, if you've reflected, it's been a tough time being in lockdown. If you live alone, it's even harder. Without question, it's even harder. My house has still been very noisy and full of life since lockdown. So not much has changed except for the activities that we can do. But I know for a lot of people, that's not the case. And sometimes you're also lonely living in a home where you just don't want to be. I mean, I could not have imagined being with my parents. That would have been really tough for me. But I spoke to them every day and I got a sense of well-being from seeing that they were okay because obviously they're older and I'm concerned about them. But when you're reflecting, I would really consider how your boundaries are. Now, these boundaries are the ones that protect your mental well-being. So it's things like being able to say no to people. Because remember, going back to normal, we are going to want to socialize again. I think that's probably the number one factor on everybody's list is to socialize, is to see our family, to see our friends, to be with them, to enjoy them. Now, when we're going to do that, we might say yes to a lot of things. Now, a lot of things are going to happen at the same time. You're going to go back to work. You're going to be able to socialize. You're going to be able to put dates in your diary. There's going to be birthday celebrations. There's going to be belated birthday celebrations. There's going to be dinners out with family. There are going to be so many demands on your time. And what you can give, of course, give. But if something comes up and you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed by what your diary is looking like, say no. Now you don't say no, literally. No, I'm not coming to somebody's face. Obviously you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. But a very simple phrase of, I'm afraid I can't make it, but thank you so much. Hope it all goes well, is all you need to do. You're being true to yourself. You're being true to your boundaries and your needs. And then you won't exacerbate any negative feelings and thoughts towards the situation you will then be able to decide how you want to spend your time. So have a think about that when you're doing reflective work. Now, managing stress is another thing. Some of us have been doing yoga classes, meditation, going for these daily walks. Now, if you've been going for these daily walks, that is all the stress management you need. Don't try to overcomplicate it now that you're going back to work and new normal and things like that don't do that. Try and keep that walk in your life. Now we've been in lockdown long enough for it to become a habit. Whether it's every other day, ideally if you can do it every day, do it every day. And again, same with the routine, starting small, just start with 10-15 minutes. If you can do more than you give more, because your day is going to be different now. Okay, you're not just sitting at home and able to just leave the house whenever you want. You may be going back to an office, you may be going back to retail, etc. It's going to be different now. So where can you create that walk? Well, the obvious place is your lunch break. But in addition, you can create it on your way to work. Can you create half an hour to walk to the station? Have a think of these things. I'm not telling you these are the things you should do at all. All I'm doing is trying to give you examples of ways to add something into your life without having to turn your life upside down. 
Because if you turn your life upside down, it's really difficult to stick to any good habits that you want to stick to. If you do, if you have this sort of all or nothing mindset, a little secret between you and me, I have it. But if you have an all or nothing mindset, it's very difficult to sustain the things that you want in your life. So it's important to just take it slow. If you do 10 minutes and you feel like you can do another five, then do the other five because that sense of accomplishment, that sense of achievement will also make you feel good. And that's going to encourage you again in the long term to keep doing it. So try and keep that walk in place. Wherever you can fit it in, try and keep it in place. We're going into good weather. Hopefully this, you know, it upholds. We know what it's like with the British weather, but hopefully it will stay. So wherever it does stay, take the opportunity. And that's a really easy way of managing your stress. Aside from that, if meditation works for you, of course, do it. Yoga, great. Mindfulness, great. Whatever you need to stay on top of your stress as much as you can or manage your stress as much as you can, just ensure you do it. It's very easy to go back to bad habits. Our brains love a negative thought. So we're going to go back, you know, some of us can go back to complacency of what life was like before. Be very careful. This podcast episode is about your opportunity for growth. And that's what we're focusing on here. Growth, enhancing your boundaries with people, managing your stress better, coping with your anxiety. Now, anxiety is obviously different for different people. And a lot of us are experiencing new waves of anxiety that we probably didn't feel before. I was reading somewhere that those with anxiety have found lockdown a lot more manageable because this is the way they generally think. And those who don't normally manage anxiety are really struggling with it. Either camp that you fall in with anxiety, the best and I say this based on experience with talking to clients. So understand that I am not obviously a counselor and I'm not talking from a scientific perspective. I'm talking from what has worked for my clients and it's bringing it down to assess the situation. So when you are feeling anxious about something, I recommend trying a scale of what zero to 10, you know, where does this anxiety fall on a scale of zero to 10? and see what you can control from that situation. Again, this is for people with mild anxiety, not really anything chronic. Okay. So that's my disclaimer there, but have an assessment of your anxiety for that moment. Is it, is it about the things you can't control or is it about things that you can control? If it's things that you can control, what can you do to help yourself cope better? Now, as a coach, I wouldn't tell you what to do. I might give you suggestions based on the life that you live that I know about, but I would never tell you what to do. You have to see what works for you. And like I say, I would give you suggestions like I've just now done now with the scale of zero to 10, but it's ultimately up to you to find out what works for you. And if you aren't coping with your anxiety well, if the changes in our current landscape are making it worse for you, seek the mental health support that you need because it's going to be invaluable for you in the long term. Let's move on to thriving. Thriving. What can you do going into your new normal so that you can thrive? 
Now, thriving, again, like anything, means different things to different people. In this context, I'm talking about thriving, where you are living life. You are happy to live life. You are happy to go to work. You are happy to meet up with friends and family, and you are doing things that enhance your well-being. Now, something that I hope a lot of you have managed to experience during this lockdown is a newfound love of hobbies or discovering that you actually enjoy cooking or weeding or (laughs) anything that might be normal mundane tasks at home that you have to do. I hope that some of you have really found some things that bring you joy that you'd never thought would have. It might be old things like reading. I know a lot of us, you know, we read for a long time in our lives and then things happen and we can't get through a whole book anymore. We get distracted or, you know, there's a notification or something and we change the way we consume reading. But maybe readings come back for you in a big way. Is that something you can take in your new normal? What else can you do? Did you discover coloring in? Did you discover some exercises that you really enjoyed? What about your Zoom calls? Was there a particular Zoom call with a friend or family that you just buzzed from and you want more of that in your life. Remember when we're going back to work, although the tiredness is going to set in, especially if you're commuting, there is still an opportunity to continue some of the things that we've done in lockdown that have brought us joy. And maybe you're the person to remind everybody that that particular call was so amazing. Let's do that again. Why not? We've all got busy lives. Our lives are going to get busier again. But if you can take that time to just be with the people that you enjoy having laughs and jokes and reminisces, whatever it is, why not give it a go? What have you got to lose? Now, a lot of us are going to experience the anxiety of going back and that is completely okay. I'm super anxious about my son's school. I already work from home. So for me, life is kind of, is going to be different, but not massively. But Sending my son back to nursery does concern me and it concerns me because I have no idea what the nursery is going to do. All they've said is, you know, are you sending him back? That's not helpful to me. So I can be dramatic and say, no, I'm not sending him back. Or I can wait to see what they decide to do. Now we're going into a new change. It is something new. What what are we going to expect? The fear of the pandemic is still going to be there what you can't control. All of that is going to make us feel quite stressed out, you know, and I really want to stress for anybody who is feeling that, the being anxious about going back to work and a new normal, it's okay to feel that way. But just please, wherever you can, focus on what you can control. So if that means that you want to wear a face mask and gloves, that's something you can control to protect yourself and others. So do it. If that means doing that for your children, do it. If that means making your life change, so you have to work from home more so, then have that conversation with your employer. The worst they can say is no. In all these situations, the worst they can say is no. But remember, your employers are also feeling those fears too. Everybody is. Everybody. That hashtag, we're in this together, we literally are in this together. So see what you can control, do what you can do to have control, and what you can't control, 
wait to find out how it can change. So what can you take with you into this new phase? What have you liked about yourself, about the things that you've done at home? What do, what do you think you can take with you into this new phase? Whatever you can, put it down on a piece of paper. I'm a big fan of a nice fresh notebook. <laughs> if you've got a nice notebook, then yes, write it all down. Write down all the things that you have enjoyed. But equally, write down the things that you haven't enjoyed because there's some importance in that, in the things that you haven't enjoyed that might be about socializing, spending more time with people. That might require you to put more effort in to see other people than you have done before. Whatever it is, write down what you've liked, what you've not liked, and how you can improve on all those areas of your life because this is an opportunity for growth. We talk about the 1%, right? We talk about the 1% who've got the billions of pounds. But really, that 1% is always looking for an opportunity for growth. So you don't have to be a millionaire or work towards being a millionaire. But if you can get yourself into that mindset that this right now has been an opportunity for growth, if you can see it, if you can see it. It's still going to take work. It's still going to take adjustment as we go into a new normal, but it's there for the taking if you want it. I've seen a lot of posts on social media of late talking about this opportunity for growth. And some of them I think are fantastic. Some I think are a bit, a bit, a little bit too preachy, but really just find out what works for you and keep it simple. The simpler it is, the more likely you're going to stick to it and it's going to be less overwhelming. But take this opportunity if you can. Honestly, just take it. Are you willing to live more? Are you willing to be true to you? Thank you for listening to the Self Care 101 podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would subscribe, rate and review so that other people like you can find the show. For more tips and tricks, you can follow me on the socials at Frankly Coaching or visit my website to find out more about my coaching programs and how to work with me at franklycoaching.com. Talk to you soon.